All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're just going to go. Not going to wait around anymore, Paul. No more screwing I'm not waiting. around. No more screwing around. This is it. If not now, when? <laughs> if not us, who? Uh, somebody else, day after tomorrow. That's my answer to that question. Hey, all, welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Good to have you here. Hey, it's the... Uh, I literally just looked one second ago at what, what day it is, Paul. What 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 day is it? Is it the 19th or 20th of... I believe it's the 20th. 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 It's the 20th. 20th. It's a, it's a Thursday, a little later in the day than normal for our conversation with astrophysicist Professor Berter and uh, Pastor Paul Wallace. Uh, but nice to see you. Nice Good to see you. To today. See you. And didn't that 15-second little run down there seem particularly long? It seemed like it a did. longer 15 seconds. Maybe it's just because I'm so... So excited and anxious to talk to you that we had to... It's been a while. Yes, boy, uh, it has been a while. We had a little lull here in the uh, in the Vote Common Good podcast world. We took a couple of sessions off and uh, and then had some travels on Thursdays where things couldn't work. And so glad to be back. Glad to be back. Hey, how, how's the weather uh, there in Decatur, Georgia? You know, it's uh, looks like it's it's in, it's been hot, but nothing not un, not unseasonably hot. It's been in the low nineties, sometimes mid nineties, which is which most people think is hot, which is hot. <laughs> but it's July in Georgia, so that's that's actually yeah, pretty enough. normal. Fair and enough. we got look like some maybe some of these lovely. We have in the south down here. We have um, in the summer we have these afternoon thunderstorms that roll in. Yeah, two days out of three, and they're beautiful, and I love them. It rains for forty five minutes, and then it's over, and then the sun comes out. And the roads start to steam, you know. Mm, the sun, delicious sun, evaporates. It's, it's just, it's great. Actually, it's great. I love it. Totally. And we might be having one of those coming in, but it's hot. Yeah. You know. Uh, How about up there? And uh, well, it's and, uh, it's summery. Yesterday was super hot. Today was nice and cool. This morning it's going to be eighty, but a little breezy. So it just all felt just all felt great. Uh, just like today, but then it's going to be it's going to be Decatur hot, as we like to say around here. You know, some people yeah. like when they, <laughs> is, that, when, is that a phrase? Yeah. <laughs> when they order their barbecue, they get a Tennessee hot. Uh, yeah. Or we're getting yeah. this, so we call it Decatur hot when it's like that. Ah, it's going to be in the in the nineties this next week. Yeah. Awesome. I somehow yesterday I was trying to turn my television off, which, honest to goodness, still in my life it revolves it, re- it involves two remote controls. Uh, you know, I I don't know why we have like an Apple TV thing, and then we have a TV, and and is it and like it, the uh, the missile launchers where you need two keys? Oh, it's you know, just to, uh, it's, to launch the missiles. You need you need two remotes to turn off the TV. It's still just outrageous to me that this is this is the case. And I'm sure I'm I'm positive there's a way to solve it that involves buying a, the right thing or programming the right thing. As much as I like that stuff, I haven't done it. So somehow uh, trying to turn the TV off yesterday around ten fifteen p.m., which for us here in the Central Time Zone, that's news hour. That's news time. Mm-hmm. I know on the East mm-hmm. Coast and the West Coast, it's 11 o'clock, but around here, because we like right. to get to bed early to get up and work hard the next day as we, yeah, as you, we do. Yeah, you Midwesterners. Uh, as we do. Um, the the weather was on, and I haven't seen the local weather in years. It truly has oh, been yeah? years. since. Do you ever watch the local weather, like where the, the anchor throws it over to the weather person? And no, he's standing I haven't there, seen you know, that. He's standing I mean, by, the, I, by the desk. Not or? since I was, like, in high school have <laughs> I watched that kind of – seriously, since, I mean, no – yeah. No local news. Uh-uh. I no. Yeah. It well, it's still on. Turns out, uh, at least on whatever station my TV randomly popped over to, 
and uh, and it's broadcast, even though you get it, you don't get it to the air, but it's still right. broadcast. You know? I'm sure I could have climbed up on my roof, plugged in that old antenna. That well, no, they probably took it down when we redid our roof. But anyway, probably could put the rabbit ears up there and pick that thing up, yeah. just just and call it free, and just been like, well, sure, it's all That's grainy, right. but it's free. Yep. 1985 all over again. And Shelly said, uh, oh, hey, hang on, leave leave the weather on, which is what everybody does, right? I don't know, for whatever reason, like the weather channel. If you're walking through a hotel lobby and the weather channel's yeah. on, you stop and you're like, oh, hang on a minute. I should probably I should probably check the weather, right? Like, <laughs> in, yeah, they played, I remember, they played the in, in the uh, the NASA, uh, in the dining hall at uh, NASA Goddard Space Flight Center 20 years ago. They had two TVs on, and one of them was the NASA channel, which had just started at the time, and one of them was the Weather Channel. That's what they had on the TV in the dining hall at, at NASA was the Weather Channel. I mean, yeah. that's one of the great humble brags that uh, somebody says. <laughs> yeah, you know, when about 20 years ago when I was working at NASA, and they just <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's like a name drop, uh, which I've stopped doing because yeah. Paul McCartney told me one time not to name drop. So I just, yeah, I just think it's drop. better. I just think it's better not. And, to and he should know. Paul yeah. McCartney should yeah. know. Yeah. Well, that's not true. It wasn't actually. That's a joke that I heard from Vince Gill. So, and I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> but I actually heard him on a radio show. So I tried to name drop twice, but still, um, oh. name dropping doesn't really work. Uh, but anyway, this. So back to the weather that I saw last night, which then was shockingly interesting, right? Like they they do a nice job with the weather forecast, and yeah. And I heard then on my weather the use of the phrase that I had heard on a news report about why it's so was so unbearably hot in Texas uh, a month or so ago. The heat dome. Have you heard this phrase? No. Okay. Promising. So apparently there's a new uh, phrase for. Uh, atmospheric situation and they call it a heat dome. I awesome. can't remember how it's made, but he said the heat dome is now moving and they had a little animation of it moving out of Texas and then was kind of coming up through Utah and Nevada. And that then was going to start to expand and spill into, into Minnesota. So we have well, a reason you got to look forward to, right? It, they used to just say next week, it's going to be 92. Now they say right. next week it's going to be 92 because the heat dome, is on the, the move. Dome. Yeah. All of a sudden there's a drama. There's a dome yeah, that's on the right, move. Right. I mean, and we're all and just, there's, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. We can watch there's it. Not a the... single... yeah, yeah. You can watch it. That's all you can do. Tune in, tune in tomorrow. Uh, Hey Paul, I've almost become uh, interested in birds, by the way. <laughs> I'm working on you. I blame you. I blame you, Good. my friend. I'll take it. What I... happened? Well, here's how it happened. Uh, our, our, we, we gave to our daughter and uh, her uh, husband for an anniversary gift a little birdhouse. Mm-hmm. They were in a position where they didn't they couldn't use it. They were where they were living. It stayed here. My daughter then just yeah. said a couple of weeks ago, you know, I don't even want that thing. <laughs> so we were having a party in our backyard, and we thought, hey, it would be kind of fun to hang this little birdhouse here. Maybe some birds will come over or whatever. So I started buying bird f- food for the, for the birdhouse, yeah. for the bird feeder. Yeah. By the way, Paul, not cheap to feed the birds. Not to feed them well. I mean, you you can get dirt cheap stuff, but it's kind of nasty. To feed them decent stuff, it's a little in it. It's a little. My mom had a, a whole budget for this. <laughs> well, I can understand why now. Where, where do you get the dirt cheap stuff? Because I'm willing to pump these birds full of just I mean, nonsense. I mean, <laughs> garbage. Oh, for uh, Walmart, sure. Walmart. Really? Yeah. 
Okay, I mean, like I'm ordering it off of Amazon, the Walmart of the air. So I, I, I don't know how it could be. Yeah, well, I mean, but I guess on Amazon you could get the expensive stuff too. Oh, I mean, maybe, maybe that's happening. Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah, but uh, but at Walmart, you you really couldn't if you tried get the really expensive stuff. What is it like? Like, well, how much for like a twenty pound bag? Or depends on what it is. If it's black oil sunflower seed, that's one thing. Okay. That's fairly cheap. Twenty pounds. I don't know. I can't even tell you off the top like of my $10, head. Like ten dollars, five dollars, more, thirty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well, for the so expensive stuff, more for twenty pound bag, the more it'd be thirty or forty dollars. Yeah. Okay. We're we're already into expensive. So I'm I'm yeah. Because these birds will eat a twenty pound bag in four days. Yes. It's unbelievable. I mean, you who just, are you getting? Who are you getting out there? You, Have you figured out what what kind of uh, birds okay, you're looking at? Okay. So now that leads to the next thing. We had some friends over, and. uh I was saying something about this robin situation because we have robins making laying eggs uh, in a in a bird's nest that they make, and I've been all fascinated with watching this. Now I'm trying to find yep. the the name of the app. So my friend said, "Well, do you have this bird sound app?" Mahaha. Um, yeah. From Mer- Cor- Merlin. From Cor- Merlin. From Cornell. Is that the one? Yeah, it's called it's called Merlin. Yeah. Oh, you already know it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Merlin. I've been using it for years. Really? Well, you never spilled yeah. the beans on this one. Merlin Bird ID. It's phenomenal. It it's phenomenal. Sure is. You it's just... wrong sometimes, but it's but it's oh. as, as a tool. It is a phenomenal tool. It's wrong sometimes. It helps me che- helps me check myself when I hear a bird. Oh, okay. And it also is really good at picking out voices that I couldn't maybe hear myself. That I am not tuned enough in enough to hear. Like I've, if I've got a crowd of birds making racket. Okay. It can say, "Oh, there's a hooded warbler." I was like, oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. But now I hear it and I'll go find it. It's but I unreal. never would have picked it out on like my own. The f- we're, we're sitting in our little backyard. The, it's just bird noises that I normally don't yeah. pay any attention to until now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to feed these things. So now I've got a burden on my hands, right? Because <laughs> now they come flying up to the birdhouse and they look around and they're like, seriously, man? Like, yeah. where's the where's, where's the stash? <laughs> so I turn that, that dealio on and... The faintest birds in the background. I mean, you uh, yeah. really hard to hear. This thing yeah. picks them up and is like American yeah. Robin, Red Cardinal. That that yeah. was the only two that we had that that day that we were out there. But all that, I just started to think. All right, this is a hmm. yeah. And you go somewhere, go to a different habitat, go to a field somewhere, or yeah. uh, something like that, and 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 turn it on. You'll get a whole different set of birds that you, that you don't see in your backyard. Yeah, this is slightly. It's becoming slightly interesting. Yeah, hey, you know what I'm doing? You know what I'm doing these days? You'll appreciate this. Okay. So, something in you, something in you, I think, Doug, will appreciate this. I've uh, I've committed myself to burning all of Georgia's 159 counties. Oh, God, I love stuff like that. I love I it. I know you do. I don't I care what do. it is when someone's like, I'm doing them all. <laughs> Whatever there is, however you got, <laughs> tell me the list. I'm doing them all. I'm doing 159. Okay, 159 counties. Yeah. Uh, And I'm I'm starting over and in the counties that I've, I mean, uh, I'm starting with a blank list and the counties that I've already birded, which is about 30 of them, uh, I'm going to a new place. That's that's part of the deal is going, finding new places in the state that I've never seen before out of the way places. Is there a database somewhere that tells you this is a good place to go for this? Yeah, eBird will do it. It's called eBird. Of course, we'll, we'll tell you for for every county. I can I can put in the county name and it'll tell me the top spots. Is that so? In, in, in that county, and and some counties only. I mean, DeKalb where I am has like forty 
places, but some of these smaller counties have like three. All right. Two. Uh, are, are, are any of those things where you're going to be like, and I'm going to ride my bike there, or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to walk there. Are you adding any flavor into it or is, is, is get, point, get, no. getting there? No, enough? getting there is enough. And then some of these, some of these are obvious like state parks or something like that, or wildlife management areas that are mm-hmm. pretty well marked, but some of them are like, you know, uh, what was it? Mill Creek Swamp, right? <laughs> and there's no signs. I Google right. it. There's nothing. I go to the place marked on the map, and there's nothing. There's like a church. So you're, you know, you're, I'm not going to Mill Creek Swamp, and, and there's nobody around to ask. I'm in the middle of nowhere, South Georgia. So you you probably you know. have as good a chance of stumbling upon a dead body as you do finding a gray-headed warbler out there. <laughs> <laughs> water through some field yeah, in I've rural Georgia. I've like, thought about that. I've, I've, I've been in some pretty remote places, and I've thought it's about that. It's a dumping that. ground for a. Yeah, you're gonna. You're also gonna solve a. Uh, you know, a string of uh, homicides across Georgia because you happen to be. Uh, <laughs> all kinds of things. Hey, maybe this is the start of a little book. Have you thought about writing a novel? Uh, yeah, I'm not not a novel, but a sort of a creative nonfiction thing. I'm blogging about it. Actually, I've only got one post up. I've just started. Um, and I'm just, I mean, nobody blogs anymore, but I'm doing it just to sort of keep my thoughts organized and, you know. Well, there's a new version of blogging, though. It's those, um, uh, what's the, what, what's the, what's the app, what, what's the app that everybody uses now for, to, to write TikTok? things, knowing you subscribe to people's. No, oh, oh. Um, like Substack? Yeah, or? Substack, sub, sub, Substack, yeah. that's it, that's it, yeah. 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 yeah, that's what. If you do it, if you say, "Oh, I have a Substack, Substack yeah. on this," then you're like, "Oh." If you say, "I'm blogging about it," then you have to say, "I know nobody blogs anymore." It's like Twitter. I know people don't use that anymore because it's <laughs> now you know. But uh, Substack is real hip. So, and then people would subscribe but, and pay you like eleven bucks a month. Like they would pay you a week's worth of bird feed uh, a month just to, uh, just to have uh, you know access to your Substack. But would they pay for what I'm writing? I mean, at this point, yeah, on Substack, good yeah. grief, Paul. People pay for. I mean, yes. If 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 my own confession about the stupid Substack stuff, I've I've uh, chipped in eleven dollars for for a couple of months. Yes, they they will. Well, I'll look into it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna write it anyway, put it up over there and then ask people. Yeah, to, maybe I'll put it up both. That, right, I can I can post it both places. I guess ask people to chip chip on in. All right, so I will try to keep you up to date if I stay uh, alive and in this uh, in this bird birding thing. But between oh, feeding yeah. them and then just just being able to see the, it's pro- I'm probably into it because I think the app is cool, which is means I'm probably not long long for the birding world. But mm. um, I just mm. think it's great that you can hear their little, they can hear their voices, the little the the faintest of mm. sound, mm. and they and the app somehow has some data connected to some database that can do that. I truly don't know how that technology works. Like, yeah, I don't either. Actually, I do have some idea, but I don't know how the, um, I guess the databases, I mean, on, on mine, you've got to sort of download, like I've downloaded like the birds of the Southeast, basically yes. online, mm-hmm. you know, and that mm. covers pretty much, pretty much everything I'm going to, I'm going to hear. And then it just matches up the, the, the signal to a previous, to a, to a, it's, it's a library yeah. of yeah. sounds and it just matches them up. Yeah, yeah, just matches them up instantly. Like that's the part that's amazing to me. Just I don't know, just matches them up. 
How does it do that? How does it inside there? Like it takes the data and then what's it? What's the little algorithm it's running? Or is it pitches or is it to- tones? It's 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 pitch it, it's pitch and it's cadence and it's uh, tone. It's really have you ever heard? Of, I don't know if you had to many like uh, physics classes or math classes, but it's called Fourier analysis. That's the term for it. no no. See There's this see this it. is why this is the most interesting kind of science podcast on the internet. All right, what is that? What is the? It basically breaks up a, a pitch, huh. a sound into um, like simple sine waves. Okay. Like simple up and down tones, like like a bell, uh, like a like a xylophone sure. bell is pretty yep. close to pretty close to what we call pure tone. It's a sinusoidal wave, sound wave. Okay. And basically. Every sound you hear, including my voice, can be broken down into a certain subset of sine waves. All right. Frequency, wavelength, all different. I've got my own collection of sound of, of sine waves that I produce when I talk. Huh. It's like a signature or a thumbprint in sound. And every sing and that's what makes instruments sound different. Like two instruments can play the same note, say middle C, but a trumpet and a clarinet sound totally different. They're playing the same pitch, but they sound different because Nice. Their collections of sine waves are different. Oh. Same with Bert. But so you and I, both being, you know, middle-aged uh, English-speaking men, <laughs> Anglo, uh, you know, bird-interested men, yeah. will have a difference. What do you call it? Sound signature? Sound? Yeah. Sound signature. Uh, yeah, yeah. But apparently every robin in my friggin' backyard's got the same one because they're like, it's a robin. It's a, <laughs> it's a red cardinal. Like that's pretty, so pretty amazing that it can distinguish yeah. full stop, give it its, yeah. its due. But then birds are consistently sounding like a robin. Is there right. not variation in gray-headed oh, warblers? Oh, there's lots of variation within, uh, within any given species. There's a lot of variation and any given species can have up to 12 different sounds. So is this why you uh, say sometimes it gets it wrong? Is that what it's getting yeah, wrong? Sometimes it gets it wrong. Sometimes like, um, sometimes it just, I'm, I'm going through the woods and it tells me that here's a rosette spoonbill, which is like a bird that lives down in South Florida, you know? And there's not one within 500 miles of me. There's no way it heard one. It just heard some noise, some sound, maybe a sound that I made, maybe a sound that, mm. you know, uh, a, a truck backing up made a mile away. Okay. And it and it just makes a mistake. But it, it can be faked out too. Um, birds imitate other birds. Like blue jays imitate hawks really well. Blue jays imitate hawks and it fools. Really? Like I saw a blue jay imitating a cooper's hawk and I held my phone up to it. And it said Cooper's Hawk, but it wasn't. It was a blue jay. Okay, we, we have hawk. blue jays, and we've been thinking we've been hearing hawks in our backyard. And it so, could be both, but but if you have a lot of blue jays around, it's almost certainly part of them are blue jays. They do but, it all the time. Like they're like they're little impersonators. They 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 got a little they're routine. They're really good though. at it. And, they, and 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 as far as I know, blue jays only do hawks. Any hawks. And you think whatever it's, hawks you have around. So you really think they're see. I need to I need to retitle this whole thing because it's not about space and it's not about how old the universe is. It's it's the birder edition. Um, you really think they're imitating the other dinosaur ancestors or uh, downlines? Absolutely. They're not just blue jays. Don't just make a sound that sounds like a no, hawk. You're no, saying they're hearing no, they a are, hawk I mean, and replicating it like a parrot. Oh, yeah, bird, 
Birds do that. Uh, thrashers do it. Mockingbirds do it. That's why they get their name. Well, in yeah. Fact, that's what makes them cool. Yeah, and I thought that's what made parrots cool. Oh, they do human yeah. voices. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the ones, this, this bird uh, somewhere in South Asia? It imitate and it perfectly imitates like drills and jackhammers <laughs> and car alarms. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a bird. Any sound it hears, it's just absolutely freakishly perfect. Wow. Reproduction of these sounds. It's called the Magnificent Lyre Bird. Just Google it when you get some a spare fortunate, time. That's a fortunate name that it went so well with what it can actually do. Magnificent Lyre Bird, yeah. Magnificent Lyre Bird. Uh, L-Y-R-E Bird, yeah, like like a harp. Um, oh, oh. Like a liar. Okay. Like a liar. But also right. a bit like a liar. A bit like a liar. Um, how do birds do this? I don't know. They don't have ears, right? Oh, they have ears? Certainly do. Well, are they ears? Yeah. I mean, are they ears they have like... Ears. They're like reptile ears. I mean, they're okay. like reptile ears. They're they're, they're da- behind their uh, behind their eyes and yeah. low. They have tubes like human yeah. mammal ears. Oh, really? No, not like yeah, like mammal ears. But their ears themselves are just holes in the sides of their heads. <laughs> have you ever seen a, a reptile like a like a like, like a like a bearded dragon or a mm-hmm. any lizard? Yeah, right behind their eyes down sort of close in the direction of their bodies down their necks there's two big holes yeah yeah i just thought those were i thought the ear thing was more vibrant yeah i don't know different than a classic ear but maybe they don't have like ears yeah yeah maybe i'm making a distinction yeah so so they 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 hear something similar to what we hear yeah because they can because whatever they're replicating sounds enough like it in their heads and sounds oh, yeah. like it to us. Yeah. Huh. And in the morning, I was, uh, this is a couple months ago, I, I, I was woken up in the morning, or this is back in the spring. I was woken up by this this idiot mockingbird in our neighborhood <laughs> who wouldn't shut up. It's like four in the morning. And I was like, and, um, and, that, and I laid there and I figured out what I could do to entertain myself. I, I, I counted the number of species I heard him mock and reproduce 19 in 30 minutes 19 different species of birds really that i could identify there's probably more but you didn't and you weren't using the 19. app you 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 are no. the app yeah i just lay, laid there 19 he's just just going off and it's completely random like just because he did you know a cardinal in this one doesn't mean he's going to do a bluebird in the next one you know it's just he just completely randomly thrown scattered in there what do you think what do you think this idiot mockingbird <laughs> I, never, I don't know why that's so funny to me but just you know because it was 4 a.m otherwise i would here's a mockingbird that just has no idea that he is all up in your business and you are like <laughs> all right bird <laughs> he's just trying to impress the uh the ladybirds i guess um yeah what i've, I've read that they that they that, that the ones that the, there's a theory that the ones that sing early like that are just trying to like you know, Joe over there sings at five, but I sing at four. Like, you know, look how virile hmm. I am. I can wake up earlier than him and really put it out. Hmm. That that seems like one of those off. one of those uh, things that's explained that by the maybe by the observer more than by the bird. Yeah. It's one of those yeah. Oh, absolutely. One of those Buddhist teachings that you see the world as you are, not as it is. That it might be like, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what the bird's doing. He's showing off and he thinks he if he gets up early, like, hey, do you get up early? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you might be I think you might be talking about uh 
<laughs> I think that you might definitely be definitely feels like that. I completely agree. All right. Yeah, cuz so I mean, look, I I am I am all for uh evolutionary biology. I think it's yeah. true. I I totally buy it. I'm not coming down on that at all. I'm all for biologists and I'm all for uh people who study uh current living creatures. The level to which we anthropomorphize the behavior yeah. of animals or the reason why they have a capacity is simply incredible to me. Like, <laughs> really? You, you, like, it, it could be so many things, right? I know that reproduction for birds is a, is a big deal, but just maybe there's not a higher, <laughs> I was going to say a pecking order, but a hierarchy of, of all these things that some maybe, other maybe. female bird is now interpreting and somehow knows what, what time it is and is like, anyway. Could be what they're doing, or maybe he's just got a couple of wires crossed in his head and just just doing know. some doing some vocal warm ups. Maybe he's just yep. uh, maybe he's just trying to make it big on the next road show, and he's thinking we don't know. <clears throat> I need to get my bird, yeah. get my bird voice. Yeah. No, I know. As a physicist, believe me, as somebody who deals with mathematics, and <laughs> can, I, I have the I have the same res absolute respect for biologists and for. Uh, all that, but I, I do I have the same I have the same thought sometimes. It's like, is that really the only explanation, or yeah. is there maybe something we haven't thought of yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be something more. I mean, okay, sex, food, and companionship are three really strong drivers of a whole lot of things in this world. So it, that's always a good place to go first, right? Are yeah. you looking for yeah. companionship? Are you looking to reproduce? Or are you looking for something yeah. to eat? That yeah. that explains you know a lot. Uh, but then again, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe there's another reason that some idiot mockingbird is up at four o'clock in the morning. Maybe he's maybe he can pick up vibrations, and he just knows when when people come walking by that he picks up their just sheer uh, frustration, and he's just a little troublemaker. He's just a oh, he's definitely that little bully boy, out there. He's talented though. I mean, goodness. Uh, because the reproductions are not just kind of like that other bird. They're they're like dead on. So, so what, what you, you said, I, I counted you, that you counted 19 within a uh, half an hour, half an hour. How many bird voicings do you feel like you could hear and identify roundabout? Is, is that talking, it? Like, were you out of bird sounds you could identify? I've, I've got, a, no, no. I, I've got a friend that can do about 200. Um, I might be able to get a hundred. Okay. Probably so. I could probably get. I, I could probably get a hundred of the most common birds in Georgia, and there's, you know, 350 species regularly seen in Georgia, so that's still a small fraction of them. But I could probably get about a hundred. So at this moment, if you didn't have the pressure, you know, of uh, of this live stream podcast, you could name 100 birds by ear. Yeah. I mean, probably. I mean, without even we're, hearing we're, them, I'm just saying you could name them. Like you oh, know. Oh gosh! Yes. 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 It's, it's not. Like I a don't think skill. I could I'm name. Not, I'm, I don't I'm think. Just, just, could you name a hundred singers? I couldn't 100. name one hundred people first and last name. I don't think. I think if oh, I had to start, you know, so many people. I Doug. know, you but are, you I, are Mister. I, I know uh, extroverted. You know so many people. I do. You could, I, you could list five hundred people if I gave you time. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I, I bet. Okay. Maybe. I, and I'm not saying I don't know them and the data wasn't in there, isn't in there at some point. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I just find that to be remarkable that there's 100 bird varieties 
and you could just start yeah running them down yeah 100 100 of any 100 of anything is a lot like that's that's a <laughs> that that is beyond like a memory gimmick thing that's but deep no, knowledge no, stuff it, that I is mean, i mean you, you could list 100 of a lot of things don't you think i don't know i, I mean, feel it, like i can't something, I, you're, something you're interested in something that you spend time reading about and interested in certainly how many countries could you name Okay, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, there's 280 something of them. I, I bet you can get 100 so. countries. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, as someone who's not a list person, that is okay. remarkable. Uh, okay. So, so, well, so touche. And I, look for, I'm sure, I'm sure the, uh, the listenership is divided. There's, you know, uh, there's two on each side of the four people that ever listened to this stuff. <laughs> uh, that, that two of them are like, no, I can't name a hundred of, you know, can't name a hundred things, uh, of, you know, inside of one set. I could certainly name a hundred different things, but not, not, <laughs> not birds or, uh, and the other people are like, oh no, I totally got that. I've got that on, you know, I could do that on. Uh, names and colors and s- countries and you know all yeah. all varieties of things S- you know, sub subsets probably do a hundred you know hundred scientists a hundred singers yeah I'm just yeah man, that that blows me away all mm. right so you got a hundred of those all right well let's see what else you know Paul because we uh, we did talk about a couple of a uh, couple of important anything else on the birding front or the no 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 or no your, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like it's time for some science or the parlor trick of memorization that you've been crafting over all of these all of these no, years there's, there's, no, there's no parlor trick it's just <laughs> uh, if you're interested in something you uh, you read about it that's you, probably what it is that's it's just interesting that's all probably that's all why based. yeah I just yeah. Am just uninterested and uninteresting and therefore you know i know half a dozen. Well, i can tell you one thing Doug. whatever adjectives i might use uh, to describe you uninteresting is not one of them <laughs> i have uh I've, I've whittled myself down to you know six or eight of pretty much anything that's all i know uh all right um how old is the universe uh this Dang. this feels like the universal question probably a clickbait uh headline is what I was thinking when I uh, read the article after you sent it over this way. But the the article headline in USA Today is, How Old Is the Universe? Well, a new study, and I love that. I love it whenever there's a new study. New study. Because I'm glad they're going to keep keep studying things. Mm. Uh, a new study says the Big Bang might have happened 27 billion years ago. And yeah. honestly, Paul, when I saw that headline, I was not slack-jawed, dumbfounded, thought, what? How can that be? I thought, well, what was the old guess on how old the universe was? <laughs> the old guess? <laughs> yeah. i like, what's the... What? Um, and then I was thinking, about, it's probably older or younger than that number. Like, are they saying it's younger? Or they, truly had... I didn't have a reference at 13.1, but until I saw something about 13.3 billion or 13.4 billion yeah. years in the article, and then I thought, Oh yeah, yeah. That's the number that I that I yeah. do. So maybe had I been that's, pushed on that number, um, yeah, that's roughly twice what we what the what basically the the consensus right now is on the age. It's twice as old as we thought. Well, that's what this guy's saying. I mean, this is one of those deals, you know. Uh, further study is warranted. Yes, but it made it into the USA Today, so it has to have some level of. 
Oh yeah, and it made it into a, to a journal also. I mean, the guy's not oh, a yeah. quack. Oh yeah, did you I, did you I, read the journal? I, the journal was I didn't, like I didn't actually read the, the read the article. No, but it's it's a legitimate scientist, and I can't remember what journal it was. But um, I mean, a legitimate scientist. He's just trying to come up with a way of explaining some results that we've found that we actually talked about on this podcast. Yes, a month I, or two back. Yeah, when I when I read the article, I was like, "Hey, hang on a second. I remember yeah, some we, of that." We talked a little bit about it. So he's fine trying to find a way to 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 explain some some results that have come from the web telescope oh it is from the web telescope i somehow i missed that that's yeah the web telescope kind of i mean we'd sort of gotten hints of it before but the web telescope has kind of brought it into focus a bit and the, and the basic problem is this the basic problem is that galaxies seem to have been fully formed before we thought they should have been back hmm. in time that 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 like the let's say the universe is 13.7 billion years old sure if you're into it, that it, old old yeah, story yeah, yeah. <laughs> strictly passe you believe that um, nonsense then we wouldn't then we kind of expected the first major galaxies to show up maybe one two billion years later mm-hmm. so 11 billion years ago say but they're showing up earlier than that hmm. they're showing up uh you know half a billion years after the big bang that kind of thing which is way earlier than we thought that was one of the the observations that prompted this guy to start thinking of it this way so he's not only saying that these universes are appearing closer to the events that we call the big bang yeah. but that the big bang was longer ago than we thought okay. right and the the point is is that these gal his belief is that these galaxies really do take billions of years to form Therefore, uh, there should have been more time. The universe should have been around more time before them. And so it pushes the date of the Big Bang back to allow for time for them to develop and to build up into that size for the galaxies to become as large as they are. Hmm. Well, the, the, the publication that it, this was in was the July 7th um, edition of the, quote, Monthly notices of the Royal yeah. Astronomical Society. Yeah. That's a that's a major thing. That that's a real that's a real journal. That's out of England. Oh, it's got to be a real Society. journal because they apparently do not care about updating their their name of their journal <laughs> at all. Monthly notices of the Royal Astronomical Society. MNRAS. And there was a person, you know. Uh, Pedaling a, a bicycle, delivering those when they uh, were launching that whole thing. Probably even before the bicycles. Wor- Might have been before the. the oh wheel. yeah, yeah. Royal Society goes back to Newton's time. Yeah, the monthly notices, just just yeah. incredible. What back, do people? What back. do people in the industry call that journal for short? It just MNRAS. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's a, but, it, but you know it, its name aside, it is a legitimate. It is a completely upper level. Yeah. Publication. Legit. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Totally legit. Yeah. How, how many how many letters do you think you can have in a in an acronym before it becomes just outrageous? Because that's five, M N R A S. I mean you're really, I think five might be the max. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 really pushing it, you know. Just you're gonna get a word out of it at some point. Um all right, what so so yeah. h- how is this how is this important to us? What w- people like you, uh, of course, that that you know teach on the yeah the yeah. The nature of the universe and how old it is and what we know. Like what's important to you that when you're going to talk to the uh 
to the fine students when they come rolling into you know your physics class or some yeah. astronomy class this yeah. this fall believing that the big bang was 13 plus billion years ago and you're like oh we now know a thing well, or two well you know I, you know it, it this this might be forgotten within 6 months okay. or a year i mean it really might people come up with print published papers on all kinds of things all the time and i'm not trying i'm not disrespecting the guy either mm -hmm. i'm really not but the point is is that this kind of thing in the scientific community it's not a all it tells us is to you know read the paper hmm. and think about it hmm. and so my issue with it the thing that makes me scratch my head is that there we have determined the age of the universe not in one way but in several different ways and they don't really depend on each other. Mm. The two, the ways of measuring it don't really depend on each other. The result of one doesn't depend on the assumptions are independent. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard for me to see how we could adjust all of those to fit this. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, how could all of those have been wrong independently? I see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So there's yeah. some, some data here that's, that might have some other right. explanation to it. Right. Right. And I, and I really, what, what I, what I read, what I got from the article, I haven't read the, the uh, actual scientific paper. No. What I got from the article is that this guy was just trying to come up with a new way to explain these results. Um, and found a way to do it an interesting way to do it, but that doesn't mean it's the right explanation. Got it. There are, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's a yeah, possible explanation, totally. but, so, it, so but, this guy, but it's an explanation that, that, that demands that other things have to be different too. And we have to check and see if those things are really different also. If it, <clears> so there's some data that, that this, this scientist has that seems inarguable. And that's the mm -hmm. age of these galaxies. People are mm -hmm. like, yep, no, these galaxies are older than we thought. Like the James Webb exactly. has now told us this. And this is one of the th explanations for why, right. why, that, why that could be. Right. right. We talked about the basic conundrum a couple months ago on the podcast. Yeah. And this is just one theory put forth to explain those old galaxies. Hmm. It's a there pretty bold other. one, though. Like if, if ah, yeah, it's a pretty bold one, right? Yeah, yeah. like uh, it, because if it, for whatever reason we care a lot about how old the universe is, as as typical people, which is probably why some editor at USA Today is like, no, that's a pretty good headline. Let's uh, let's 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 make an article out of this. And for you in the field, you really care about how old the universe is, right? Yeah. Like that's a yeah. like because it affects so many other things that we teach. Yes. And if, you know, and if this guy's right, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it's, it's exciting, but a lot more, a lot more research will have to be done a lot more hmm. you know, years worth, um, before this is sort of decided if this is, if, it, if this is for real, it's going to take years to establish that. Huh. Is there some, I don't know. 
astronomy professor somewhere that then is like, well, there goes the pop quiz question about how old the, how old the universe <laughs> is, how long ago the Big Bang was. Like, is that one of those things that just ends up like in the in a, in a little pop quiz third week of, of class? That... It, it could, it could. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I think what at this point, I don't think professor professors are going to teach anything different than, than the more or less established line. I think this wow. study will be mentioned. It'll be mentioned. All right. But this is but, what gets uh, us Robert Kennedy Jr. running for president, right? Is that these, you know, they're no matter what, no matter what they hear, they're just going to keep teaching the same old thing and we just need to run more <laughs> studies. And <laughs> No, it'll be, it'll definitely be brought up as, as a, uh, as an illustration of how science works. Ah. I mean, we don't really have anything to defend here. I mean, yeah, the, the tr- that's right. really that's really the truth, and that's what yeah. makes science possible is that we really don't have. I mean, people, I mean, individual scientists, yes, they have careers they're trying to justify, and you know, grants are trying to get money, you know, trying to get money. But in the on the largest scale, science really doesn't have that much to defend. It, it will be investigated, you know. That's such an interesting perspective. Doesn't have a lot to defend. Just investigate it, and then if the facts change, it'll say something yeah, different. Science, science is the method. It's not the facts. It's not the facts. It's the method. That's what people get confused. People, students come into college thinking the science is like this static pile of facts. You yeah, know, like, we use it that way, don't we? We say it all the time. We Listen use to it the that science. Way. Follow the but science. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's a method, and the method itself is not really up for debate what should we call okay let's let's do a little philosophy of science class here what 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 ought we call that uh what what should we be calling the information that we have been comfortable saying yes to that's gotten to us because of science if it's not science says or trust the science or you know that kind of you mean just the theories? Well, like people do this all the time, right? They'll they'll say things. So, I mean, I was making a a flippant joke about this person running for president named Robert F. Kennedy, uh, who's the oh yeah, I've, the I've, grandson I've, yeah. of Bobby Kennedy, and is oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so he is very fond of sharing ideas that don't match the current agreed upon thinking in a variety of fields, right, right. and. When people say things like, well, scientists agree that this doesn't, you know, vaccines don't cause, you know, autism. No, 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 they don't, they don't say that. They, I know the studies, I do the studies, this, the work. What, what should we call the thing that's, that people who do science agree on the, if it's not, if we're not going to say the science says this. The, the science says is it's a shorthand way of saying a longer thing. Mm-hmm. which is kind of clumsy to say, which is that when it says trust the science, all they're really saying is trust the best information that we have right now. It's a probability thing. It's it's not a black and white thing. It's look, this is the best based on 30, 40, 80, however many years of research, people working on this. This is the best knowledge that we have right mm. now. This is, if I was to lay my money on it, I would bet on 13.7 billion and not 27 billion. Because I think it's more probable. And that's true with vaccines or whatever. You know, it's like, this is the best established knowledge that we have that's been tested the most, not perfectly. Hmm. There's more to do. It's not hmm. exhaustive. It's not ironclad. There's no certainty here, but it's the best that we have. 
And I'll, go, and I'll go with that. And I know we've talked about this a bunch of times, but it just is so important because that is not how people use science information, right? right. They're like, they think it's like, they think it's like math class when it's like, like particular kinds of math. It's like, it's yes. right or it's wrong. It's just, it's just math. It's, it's just the science. Yep. This is just how right. it, we just know how things work. It's no, no, we're, we're learning how things work and learning is a difficult, messy process. And we're never sure. And yet there are a whole bunch of things that are, you know, pretty well, <laughs> pretty well, yeah. pretty well established. Right. Like that doesn't right. mean that everything that, that current best guess is equal across all current best guesses. Absolutely not. Right. These shades of gray people have a really hard time dealing with. Yeah. Really hard time just dealing with, with yeah, the all uncertainties of yep. and the yep. shades of gray involved and, and they, all of us. Uh, but that's one thing that I think um, uh, science, you know, there's a little critical thinking that you get um, from science when you when you take part in it and you see and you see it operate. Um, you know, it's, look, we're just doing our best here. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, we've been wrong before. We'll be wrong again. But I mean, if you can bring, if you can come up with something better than 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 our than our established scientific ways of going about things to get to the bottom of this stuff, then let me know what it is. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But right now it's, and it's what we got. We're, 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 go, we're doing this as we go. It's like being a parent, you know, you don't, yeah. you don't have a, yeah. you just figure it out. You're figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. I used to have to say that to my kids. I remember, especially when they got to be a little bit older, like teenage years, we four yeah. kids very close in age. So we had a bunch of teenagers all at the same time. Oh, like like God, they weren't close listen. in age. They were in subsequent years. So like we had an 11, 12, 13, 14 year old. Like really that <laughs> yeah. they were that they were this there's a period of time where we'd have like an eleven year old and a thirteen and a thirteen and a fourteen year old. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes we'd have uh an eleven, you know, like because of where of, of where birthdays landed. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. so all all right, close. And I remember at one point they did some a couple of them did something, probably our boys because they tended to band together and do things that we didn't want them to do and a certain age i don't know 12 or 13 where when you get caught and there's going to be a consequence you really want to know what the consequence is going to be right and what the punishment right. will be and how severe or how long right and and apparently as the perpetrator you feel like and i have a right to know that information right now Right. Like, okay. You just, you know, like literally like you got some schedule of punishments and some book somewhere. All you got to do is go look it up. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So they were going on about like, well, how long and what's it? And I just remember saying something like this, like, I, I don't know. I did not wake up today with a plan <laughs> to put into effect a consequence for people at two different ages. Like, mm. what? I don't know. I'm gonna right, I'm gonna right. go I'm gonna go make something up. I think is what I said. Or I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go work I'm gonna out. go yeah, figure and, and, it out. You know, which meant make it up. So, so maybe that's your answer. It's our you know it's our it represents our human humanity's very best guess, very best information, very best knowledge to date. Yeah, that's what science is. And the problem, I mean, I don't know. This is part of the social struggle that we have. You know, is that people just truly don't trust each other's current best guesses on things on you know things that have right. a significant amount of of consequence. Right. It's just, it's, right. <clears throat> I mean, I, I've, look, I've been very comfortable living in a postmodern world where we don't have certainties about things and all. Yeah. Um, but it, it just feels like we're at a place where there's almost nothing at which 
two people who choose not to find agreement can even begin to agree on the basics of the thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, wow, that this is just a truly remarkable uh, place yeah. that I, I, I don't know. I feel like we're in as a, uh, as a society and not just with like one-off philosophy students, you know, in their junior right. year of college that are, you know, willing to deconstruct everything because they finally got their hands on a Derrida essay, but talking about people who, you know, are full, full functioning adults, uh, you know, running for president. You know, you know what I'm hoping for? I'm hoping as, as I, uh, back to the bird thing for a second, as I go about this, uh, state, and most of the counties are small rural counties, mm-hmm. um, as they are in pretty much any state. Um, coming across a fellow birder who's like totally like on the Trump team, uh-huh. but we can go and but we like but we get together like over birds, right? Yes. That would be really nice. Just just for had to have an hour, we could go around together, right? Looking at the local birds together. You Wouldn't know? that be I great? Mean, and then right at our the state, end, you- Georgia, Georgia is just is like all of a sudden we're in the middle of the of all of it. Yeah. Of all of it. And it's, uh, you know, quite the divided state. Yeah. And then right at the very end, you can say, man, this was great. Let's, let's do it again in Florida and go see the jailbird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just and ruin then, the whole thing, right? Ruin there. the whole thing, burn it all down. <laughs> uh, yeah. What does the jailbird sound like? Uh, I want that. Yeah, what is that? What, what is the song? Yeah, the song of the jailbird. Yeah, is that an Elvis song? <laughs> Good one. Is it? Should be. No? No, Jailhouse Rock. Is oh, Jailhouse Rock. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really was thinking of Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. Uh, jailbird. All right, hey, let's let's talk about this uh, because people need to start making their plans if they're going to join the uh, the Doug and Paul oh, yeah. excursion uh, in April oh, yeah. uh, to go I see. I cannot wait to do like that. Like April 23rd, 24th, something like that, right? 8th. 8th. So, uh, Get it right. April 8th? It's a, okay. It, it's a single digit somewhere, yeah. Okay. Um, 6th, 8th. Okay. Uh, on October 14th of this year, 2023, yep. there's going to be a Ring of Fire annual uh, or, or, uh, uh annular eclipse mm-hmm. yep. that will cross 10 countries, including ours. What is a ring of fire annular eclipse? It's awesome. I'll tell you. Uh, do you we, know, do we moon, need to plan for this too? Do we have to like make arrangements? No, for- it's not quite the same. It, it's, it's no, I think just, just the total one. Okay. Cause there's nothing. Let me just put it now. The, the, the level of, in, of, of a total solar eclipse is in a class by itself. Okay. And then everything else follows. There's there's like total solar eclipse, uh-huh. and then like this much space, and then all the other ones down here. Then every other good thing you've ever experienced in your life, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. And the annual eclipse is is way up there, but it's not. It hasn't made that leap to the total. Basically, the moon orbits the Earth, right? Get on that. Moon goes around the Earth. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for checking there. in. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But but its orbit is not circular. It's elliptical. So sometimes it's far from us and sometimes it's close to us, okay. relatively speaking. Okay. So as you know, when things are far away, they appear to be smaller. Yes. So if the moon is near its farthest point in its orbit and then passes in front of the sun, it's not big enough to cover uh, the entire sun. Ah, look at that. And so you, what you get is you get a, the annual, the ring. Annual means ring, right? So you get what you get is you get the, the outer edge of the sun making a ring in the sky. Huh. 
with the moon blocking out, you know, probably 96% of the sun's surface, of the sun's visible surface, but that little bit is left around the edge. And so what you get is a ring of fire. Is that the kind that we had previously when there was that solar eclipse and no, people weren't supposed to look at the moon and Trump went out or look at the sun and Trump went out oh, and that, looked at the that, sun? That was, that, was, that was a total solar eclipse. It was a total. But when the, when the entire face of the sun gets blocked. Okay. Uh, is this one also dangerous to look at when there's a ring of fire around it? Yes. It won't stop people from doing it. But it's not actually, you know, when it's at its when it's at the ring of fire stage, it's probably you're. Pro- I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Somebody's gonna sue me. Mm-hmm. But you could probably actually look college. at it fairly yeah. briefly because you're not looking at the main part of this. You're looking at the 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 edge of the sun, and that okay. light is not direct. So I mean, that was the big when I was a kid, and we were kids. What 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 year was that big solar eclipse when we were kids? Do you remember when the school got out and we early '80s maybe? Yeah, feels like to me maybe seventy nine. I, I feel like I was in junior high or something. How, okay. are, are, are we are we roughly the same age? I was born in '66. 57. How old are you? 68. I'm 68. 68. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Um, I'm 55. We had to look at it by poking a hole in a piece of cardboard. And I mean, talk about a disappointment, like up in the sky (laughs) behind you, there's an amazing thing happen happening. And what you get to do is poke a hole in a piece of cardboard and watch a shadow go by. Like what a trip. (laughs) No, such a bummer. That's that's really why the total eclipse is so phenomenal because for the two minutes or, or more that it's actually completely behind the moon, you can look right at it and it's beautiful right. and it won't blind you at all. All right. So, uh, April 8th, uh, April 8th. we are running some excursions somewhere in yeah, Texas somewhere. likely, right? Is that what we decided? Well, 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 I think what the thing to do would be to find some, some meat in some place, uh, and then, like two days before, check the weather and drive to wherever. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Get yeah. an RV or something, and then and then like drive get on to the wherever. path. Get on the path somewhere, right. right? And figure out where it's most likely to be clear, and, and and we should know that a day or two ahead of time, plenty of time to get there. We're talking about likely the Texas. Well, isn't I mean, it cutting across Texas? Texas? Yes, yeah, cutting all the way across Texas, starting in West Texas and coming across and going up to Maine. Um, but for some reason, may, maybe it's just, I, I think of West Texas as being dry, being desert and likely to be likely clear. to be, um, more uh, clear. clear. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. that way too. Yeah. I've, I rode my bike all the way across that great state <laughs> yeah, you did. Dry, you know. <laughs> and the sun's out. I'm just saying the yeah. sun stays yeah. out unless it's, you know, yeah. uh, yeah. So okay. I don't know, but that, that's a place to start. I think, I think Thank you're right. You that, that feels, that feels right. And that and also that, it's, the, the eclipse will, the, as it goes as in Texas is where the eclipse will last the longest. Oh, and then it will get shorter in duration as it goes up. Yeah. That's Maine. what I was going to ask is, is there a place yeah. where it's longer in the, in the yeah, United the, States? The, kind the of maximum way. eclipse, the time of longest eclipse is actually in Mexico. Um, wow. Not too far into Mexico uh, off the, off the border. Oh, so if we get maybe as far West as we can go. Hmm. It's more likely to be clear, and it's a longer-lasting eclipse for us. Great, great. And then, in the, yeah. and then after that, we can turn our attention to the crisis, uh, the way uh, we're treating people as they try to cross into the United States, uh, because we—that's right. 
don't have an immigration policy that makes sense to allow people to enter the United right. States. So we can, you know, do it all. Activist it up. All right, Paul. Anything else uh, for us on this on this fine day? That's about it. That's all I got. What Those a delightful What a delightful chat. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, we only had Jim today. I'm not sure uh, why uh, we we normally have a, a regular crowd when we're in the when we're in the mornings, but I think we're not. Uh, <laughs> We're not we're not up. <laughs> we're not up with our uh, with our people. But Jim, good to have you along the way. And anybody listening to this or watching it later, I mean, if you've watched it for fifty five minutes and forty seven seconds already, well, by golly, you're our kind of people. Share this with someone. That's right. uh, and uh, we'll uh, we we may have a little special edition up tomorrow. We did a, Paul. We went to the I went with Dan, who's often on here. Dan Dietrich. We went to the Wild Goose Festival. Oh yeah, which is not about birds at all. Carolina. It's it's not about yeah. birds or fowl. It's just a just a borrowed name in North Carolina. And we uh, did some presentations there. Dan sang. We did some interviews, and uh, we're, we're going to turn a bunch of that into content here on the live stream podcast. So some of that might be coming out in just a matter of days. And so keep your awesome. keep your ears and eyes tuned uh, for such things. And we're going to figure out how we're going to do it. Oh, Yabbits! Yabbits is back. Wow, Yabbits. Yeah, uh, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> Yabbits is a Georgia guy, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, yeah, where in yeah. Georgia, I wonder. Yeah. Yabbits, yeah, where in Georgia uh, are you? Um, uh, he's, in, he's in Wow, Georgia. He's in Wow, Georgia. Um, uh, I, I think not far from you. Uh, a little place called Cobb. Cobb. Gotcha. Well, you're going gotcha. there, Paul. I know that. Um, yeah, I've been there. You're, you're going times. there because you're going to every county in every county in Georgia. And in Cobb, and Cobb, I'm going to go to Kennesaw Mountain hunting ducks. Yeah, you and my brother ought to get together. Yeah, in Cobb County, all I need is a Yabbits. We just need you to find us eleven thousand five hundred and seventeen votes there in Cobb County, and uh, that's just just all I need. Uh, just just need you to do me a little. Just need you to do me a little favor. Um, oh my God! Hey, how, when when do you launch this? Uh, this little outing of yours to go to every county and shake hands. I've already and... started. I've uh, I've done. I've only done. I guess thirteen of them. Okay. Um, in the last six weeks, maybe eight weeks, okay. and uh, it's going to last. It, it, I got a job and a family. It's going to take me a couple of years to finish. Okay. This. Yeah. All right. Well, then we'll each time we have a conversation like this, we'll try to remember to check in, and awesome. see, and see if we, uh, you know, see how it's going. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll keep up with you. We'll we'll be the Paul Birdwatcher watcher. <laughs> Nothing more boring okay, than okay. watching people watch birds. Yeah, yeah we'll have a <laughs> we'll have a watch alert for a guy that's traveling around Georgia watching birds, and uh, it'll be as interesting as watching the heat dome come rolling in uh, when it gets Woo! when it gets hot. All right, uh, thanks everybody, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a fine Thursday, if you if you can do anything about it. All right, bye.